지금 이 상황에서 화가 안 나면 그게 사람이야? 부추님이지? If I don't get angry in this situation, am I human? I'd be Buddha. Kinka and Kinka, 여러분 안녕하세요. This is Rome. Hando Jun, your Kinka Chingu, also your Kinka classmate, and the host of the show Kinka King of K Drama, a podcast for language learners. Yay! Okay. I believe I have already greeted. Most of you, a happy New Year last week. But let me greet you once again, happy New Year, and I hope the first week of January is fun. I hope you're enjoying it, and also I'd like to a special mention, or I'd like to give a shout out to all of my listeners who found me through the Reddit. I mean, the subreddit community of K Drama Lovers. So, thank you very much for listening. Also to My podcast family here in the Philippines, the Philippine Podcast Directory and the Podcast PH. Thank you very much, and I hope that as much as we had a really wonderful run in 2020, that we will also have a wonderful run this year, 2021. I don't know what else to feel. I really feel excited about what's to come. Last year,、uh, we've all noticed a big growth in the podcasting industry here in the Philippines. And this year, what do we got? Well, there's a, there's a lot of things going on, and yeah, I think that's just all that I have to say about that. But yeah, to all of you again, thank you for continuously supporting this podcast, and thank you for listening. And yeah, have a happy New Year. Let's all have a wonderful New Year this 2021. Before we begin the show, let's have a few reminders. I'm actually just testing if you're listening, <laughs> but there's really no reminders or advertisement or anything. But、uh, I just like you to remember to always be kind. So this year too, if you know if if there are people who are experiencing difficulties or anything, anxiety or whatever, please be kind to them and to yourself. Yeah, that's the only reminder that I'd like to give you. So yeah, let's head straight to the show. All right. So this in this episode, we will be talking about a relatively new Korean drama that had just started airing last year in December, and yeah, it, it's still running and it's still not finished. We're actually only at the eighth episode, and we are expecting twenty episodes, so we're not even halfway through this series. But、uh, I decided that. It's it's really gaining popularity right now, and there's a lot to talk about it. So I decided, or I chose this K drama to be our feature for this week's episode. And as usual, this episode will be generally divided into two. The first part will be about the drama, some discussion, commentaries, and the likes. And then the second half would be about language and culture. So we still have the vocabulary word of the week, our song recommendation of the week, and words of wisdom from K drama. So I changed that. I mean, last week that was we. I, I used to call it as the favorite quote of the week, and I decided to just call it words of wisdom from K drama. 
So, or maybe K drama words of wisdom. That sounds better, I think. But yeah, so let's see. So what is this K drama that we're gonna talk about this week? It is none other than Mr. Queen or Chorin Wang Hu. Chorin Wang Hu sounds to me it sounds like Iron Man Queen or Queen Iron Man or whichever works for you. But I, I can see on its Asian wiki that it, the original or the early English title supposedly was No Touch Princess. But instead of that, they finalized the title as Mr. Queen. By the way, uh, this drama is available in a lot of different platforms, I think. But it's not available on Netflix. So if you're only watching your K-dramas on, on Netflix, you wouldn't be seeing this. Um, I don't know where else it's available in the Philippines aside from View, because I'm currently watching it on View, and again, this is not sponsored. I'm just saying that I'm watching this currently through View. It might also be available in other Asian dramas streaming platforms, so check them out, whichever you're using. And I'd also just like to note that Mr. Queen, this um, this K drama is. Actually produced by the same network that produced Startup, and that network is TVN. So I'm sure a lot of you enjoyed Startup because of the creativity that was put in it, the interesting plot um, about the business and stuff. And well, this one is a completely different genre. So this is a his for for me it's like a historical comedy, and. I'm kind of new to this. I haven't seen any historical comedy in the past, and I actually didn't watch a lot of Korean drama that were uh, historical in terms of themes, aside from uh, *Jewel in the Palace* or uh, the *Tejanggum*, the Great Janggum. So aside from that, I haven't really seen any historical Korean drama. So this is kind of the first, and it's a comedy. So uh, I really enjoyed it. So it's it was first released on December twelfth, and it's still ongoing until February fourteen, apparently. So it's that's gonna be interesting, and it's supposedly going to run for twenty episodes. So yeah, and right now, as of recording, there are only. Eight episodes released. I have seen them all, and in every episode, I couldn't help but laugh a lot, like really laugh. Although I, I I'm usually good at controlling my laughter, so I I probably didn't as I didn't laugh as much as others would have had. But yeah, if you still haven't seen it, I really recommend it to all of you. You'd really have a good laugh in every episode. And actually, when when this show just started, it was quite uh, faced with controversy because people felt like perhaps this TV series was trying to make fun of Korean history, but it it's it's not, you know. And that's why for every episode, for every start of the show, there's this what disclaimer that this is a work of fiction that. It's not meant to, you know, tell of what happened in the past or anything. It's just a work of art, a work of fiction, and by no means was it meant to 
make fun of people or whatever. And yeah, I've actually read somewhere that the not the storyline per se, but the concept was somehow adapted from a Chinese drama. So yeah, um, I can't find the article right now, but I- I'm just saying maybe I'll put the links, links or just link one link of the article about that on the show notes in case you're interested to read about it. But yeah, I think that's what's happening these days. Um, Korean networks or Korean producers are adapting um, concepts or TV show ideas from other countries as well. So recently, I've been seeing a lot of shows that were originally from China or Japan and then being adapted into Korean. Just an um, a side news or a side comment. Actually, uh, I I'm I I can't remember if it's uh which network it was, but they're also planning to pull off a Korean version of Money Heist. So yeah, maybe you'd also be interested in that. Maybe I'm not sure, but for me, I really enjoyed Money Heist, and because of that, I can't wait for the Korean version because. Uh, apparently Korea is really good at making Korean versions of you know um, other countries TV series like I last time I've seen this Korean version of Suits and it was amazing it, it was just one season but uh, I I really like how it was done the adaptation was really really awesome yeah and okay so this is not a korean drama news podcast so i I should stop that (laughs) maybe i just wanted to let you know about a few things that i've found out just recently but okay so let's talk about mr queen okay so the show um yeah just another side comment i keep having these side comments this is bad but whenever i say mr queen because i've seen arrow from the dc universe i keep remembering Oliver Queen whenever I say Mr. Queen but yeah I I should probably not think of that right now because we're not talking about Mr. Oliver Queen but we are talking about Chorin Wang Hu Mr. Queen that Mr. Queen Um, let me tell you about the plot of Mr. Queen so the general idea is this there's this present day chef in the president's blue house whose name is Chang Bong Hwan and who suddenly um, wakes up into the body of a queen-to-be. Uh, yeah, a queen-to-be. Because when he woke up in that body, he wasn't queen yet. So a queen-to-be person named Kim So-young. So that's the general plot. A male from the present time suddenly wakes up into the body of a queen-to-be. So that that's what it was. When I first watched it, I mean, when I decided to watch this show, I didn't expect it to be really funny. But I was surprised. Like, starting from the very first episode, there was... I don't know. It's crazy. I couldn't stop laughing. And yeah, it's it's all for the laughs. But there's a lot of this... Um, what? Uh, the Not punchlines but really interesting jokes that were written really well i think um actually there's 
more to the story than just the laughters, you know. It's kind of making me think of different things because up to the eighth episode, I still don't know where this show is going exactly. Like, is Bong Hwan gonna come back to his body eventually? Because he tried, but it failed. He couldn't come back. And yeah, um, I wouldn't be giving you spoilers in case you haven't seen the show just yet. But yeah, um, it seems like he's not going back into the present just yet. And well, this is a twenty episode show, so it's it's not even halfway. So probably he wouldn't be going back. But we don't know what's going to happen in the present. I mean, in the present time, because what we know is that. Bong Wan was set up by his workmates, not workmates, but some sort of nemesis or some sort of competitor in the field of cooking. But yeah, so that's all we know in the present time. But as for the Jawson period, um, I don't know what time that was. I mean, what time period it was, but the king was Chol Jung. And Choljong, I think Choljong is is not the name of a real king. Maybe um, I, I'm not sure. I need to do research on that because I, I need to check Korean history. But yeah, so in the time where Pongwan went to, or the time of Kim Soo Young, the queen that Pongwan turned into, there's a lot of story going on, like. There's this idea of clans fighting against each other. So there's the clan of Kim, Kim Andong, and the clan of uh, Jo. Was their last name Jo? Um, wait, yeah, Jo. So the Kim clan and then the Jo clan. So there was that power struggle and political fight. So there's actually a lot of things going on already, even without the complications between Bong Hwan and Kim So Young. But yeah, that that plot point is making it even more interesting, in my opinion. Um, there's a lot of things that uh, are bothering me right now, like at the back of my mind. I'm sure a lot of people who are watching this are also quite confused. Where this is gonna lead because we know that Bong Hwan is male, but she he is in a female's body, and then we have uh, the king who's starting to fall sort of fall in love with the queen, which apparently has Bong Hwan. So it's this is not BL, okay? This is not a boy love show, but it's uh, I think it's somehow making the lines blurry in terms of having affection towards another person somehow because of course to King Chol Jung Kim So Young is Kim So Young although there's Bong Hwan inside but yeah it, it's not really about that but I don't know um I guess we all have our theories as to where there is, this is going as for me well, I think 
generally the idea would be Bong Hwan will eventually come back to the present. So it's like he just went into this time period to learn, maybe to learn something about himself or to learn more about history to become humble. Um, we don't know for sure because what is Bong Hwan's struggle? He's just this, he just appears to be this cool guy in the present who is, um, who is, well, I, I wouldn't say he's, he's not misogynistic, but. He's not a misogynist for sure, or maybe, I'm not sure. But he's, he's just this cool guy. He's cool with girls. He's cool with the job that he was doing. So I, I think he didn't have a dilemma of himself by himself. So his dilemma was just that, yeah, somebody set him up for, I mean, to fail. And then suddenly he went into this wonderland and became the queen. So... Yeah, I think he doesn't really have, maybe he doesn't really have an internal struggle of his own, aside from just that he wants to get out of that place while somehow also doing good. But he's already getting to know a lot of these people, a lot of these characters. And by the way, the cast of this show is really a lot. I'm just looking at the uh, Asian wiki and there's a lot of people in it so the cast is really huge there's a lot of people I haven't seen a lot of Korean dramas so I can't say that I know these people in fact most of these people it's the first time I'm seeing them <laughs> but except for Jo Hwajin or Sorina because she was also in Record of Youth which I have seen over a month ago and it was also actually featured in this podcast. But yeah, the cast is interstellar. It's it's amazing, in my opinion. And I haven't seen a Korean drama with this much number of characters. Although, of course, there's a lot of just supporting characters. But still, it's amazing to see a lot of people in a show. Wherein, I think in the past, I've seen a lot of K-dramas. Or uh, not K-dramas per se, but... I've seen a lot of dramas that only had a few people acting and they're the same faces that you see all the time. But this one is kind of different. I'm seeing a lot of different faces in every episode. So it's it's cool. Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't think I've given a lot of commentary about the plot per se. And... Maybe I haven't given a lot of justice to the show. It's just like... For, for me, it's just take one anyway. We're just introducing the show. So perhaps if you still haven't seen it, I hope that my excitement about the show and me saying that I really laughed so hard watching the show will encourage you to also watch it. Because, well, if, if you watch it, then the next time we feature this K-drama on the podcast, then you would know what we'd be talking about. And yeah, so I guess that's just about it in terms of the commentary or the discussion about the show or, or the K-drama. And yeah, so anyway, this is just take one. We will still have take two, but take two is going to be available only by the time that I've seen the whole of Mr. Queen. So the last episode of Mr. Queen is going to be on February 14. So the earliest possible that 
we'll hear about Mr. Queen again on this podcast will be probably the week after that. So possible, but it depends on me and my schedule or it depends if I want to feature a different drama that time. But yeah, I think that's the earliest time that we'll be talking about this Mr. Queen once again. But yeah, sometimes I post my thoughts on Twitter. So if you'd like, please also follow me on Twitter. Um, all things K-drama that I post, I usually post it on my podcast Twitter, which is King Ka Podcast. So I'll put the link on the show notes just so you can follow me on Twitter if you like. But if you don't like, that's also fine. You can always just choose to hear me here on this podcast. Or if you don't care about me, then that's okay. Just go on with your life. It's your life. You need to do what you need to do. Okay. So yeah, for this time, that's all about it for the commentary and discussion. And then so let's just take a few minutes, just a few seconds for you. And then we'll talk about the language and culture. Okay, time for our vocabulary words of the week. If you've noticed last week was actually shorter. I mean, in terms of time spent on this, but it's just the same. We're still learning five new vocabulary words per week. And this week, so all of the words that we'll be learning are mostly from the, well, they're definitely from the show. But <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's just start. First word of the week is mama. Mama. Okay, it's not mother, but yeah, mama. Uh, there's a hanja to this, but I think the hanja is red as ling ling. I don't know if that, I pronounce that right, but anyway. So mama, and this means, um, well, this is actually a word used to raise the concubine of a government official, um, to raise the status, something like that, or to recognize their position in the society. Or it's, it's also a term that's used after the title of the king and his family in a sense of giving honor to them so mama so it's actually translated in the show as your majesty or his highness her highness so those i mean that kind of what's this it's it's not a term of endearment but yeah it's a how what is this it's just a way to address people with high position which in this case are kings and queens so mama do i need to make a sample sentence for this no it's it's just so they say the name and then mama if if you've seen the show you would have heard lady chue say this a lot like mama mama like oh well it, it could be more exaggerated than that but yeah it's she usually s- says it when like there's something big that ha- happened or like something bad happened so she said mama why are you like this something like that okay so mama or your majesty his or her highness okay second second word of the week 
So you've heard this already a lot in the show. It's translated as Grand Queen Dowager in the show. But this could, I, I think a simple meaning of this one is it's the king's grandmother. So the Grand Queen Dowager is the king's grandmother. Okay? Tewang Tebi. Okay? So as easy as that. So let's use it in a sentence. This one is from the show, uh, I think. Tewang Tebi Mama, Yongsuayo Jushiop Soso. So our Grand Queen Dowager, please grant me forgiveness. Actually, you can say please forgive me, but I decided to translate it as please grant me forgiveness because, you know, in Korean, the longer it is, the longer the sentence is, it means you're being more polite. So, instead of just saying so it's quite longer. So, instead of saying please forgive me, we say please grant me forgiveness. Our Grand Queen, the Wager. Okay. Actually, I, I didn't know the word the Wager until I've seen this show. I've never encountered the word the Wager before. Just saying. Okay. Third third word of the week. Sunbi. 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 Okay. So this is... Literally, this means classical scholar. Sunbi. Uh, in this show, there was this character. Um, I think... A cousin, a cousin, and um, well, not really a cousin, but yeah, just a classical scholar roaming around the palace. I, I forgot his name. Well, let me check. He's here on Wiki. He is Kim Hwan. Oh yeah, Kim Hwan is a sonbi, a classical scholar, in the show. Uh, I've just learned from a friend that sonbi. Well, well, that is the literal. An old meaning of the word sonbi. Nowadays, sonbi is used to describe people who somehow demand a lot of respect from younger people. Like they're forcing you to respect them or to be polite to them somehow. Uh, I, I think that's how my friend described it to me. But anyway, the meaning of this in the context of the show is a classical scholar. So, yeah, just. Let's just use it in a sentence. Um, 좀 선비님 같네요. You do look like a classical scholar. Yeah, that sounds weird, but I'm, I'm not sure I'd say that to anybody. You look like a classical scholar. I don't know what a classical scholar looks like, but yeah, that's the sentence that I've got a neighbor. So, 좀 선비님 같네요. You do look like a classical scholar. Okay, cool. All right. Fourth, our fourth word is, I haven't heard it in the show, okay? But it's from the lyrics of the theme song, Ponghwana. So the word is, Ya Sengma. Ya Sengma. Ya Sengma. Ya Sengma. Ya Sengma. Is actually a wild horse or a mustang. Okay. In the show, um, I, I think that was the lyrics. But yeah, so it's a wild horse in a green pasture. So yeah, ya sengma. If it has a hanja, I'll also put this on the show notes. So ya sengma. Uh this is not really new to me. 
but I, I just wanted to add it here for you and for me to remember it as well because I might forget in the future, you know. So yes, let's use it in a sentence. 야생마르 It is almost impossible to train a barumbi or a wild horse or a mustang. So what's a barumbi? I'll put that on the show notes. But yeah, it's wild horse. Okay, this is just a English translation that we have on there. So, yeah. It's almost impossible to train a barumbi or a wild horse. Yasengma. Alright. And our final vocabulary word of the week is... Okay, so now we have a verb. Because so far, all the, all the vocabulary words that we have today are nouns. So, finally, we have a verb. And this is... Hyopakhada. 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 Okay, repeat after me. Hyopakhada. Okay. To hyopak is to threaten, to intimidate, to blackmail. Okay. To hyopak. Okay. So, do you ever hyopak anybody? No? Yeah, that's good. It, it's not good to hyopak, you know. But anyway, let's use this in a sentence. 단지 그를 협박해라. 그를 때리지는 마라. Just threaten him. Don't beat him. Again, 단지 그를 협박해라. 그를 때리지는 마라. Just threaten him. Don't beat him. Okay, so, wow, that's quite harsh. But at least they're not beating another person, right? Sounds like... It sounds like from... A really historical drama, though. Yeah, that sentence. But still, um, hyopak is not uh, an old word. It's still being used today. So, just so you know, because you might think that this word is being used in the old times only. No, no, no. People use it in the present. Hyopak hada. So, let's review the vocabulary words that we've learned this week. First, mama. Okay, mama. Your Majesty, His or Her Highness. Tewang Devi, Grand Queen Dowager or King's Grandmother, correct. Sunbi, what is Sunbi? A classical scholar. Then, Yasengma, Yasengma, Wild Horse, Mustang or Barumbi. Okay, and lastly, we have Yapakhada, to threaten, to intimidate or to blackmail. So those are our vocabulary words of the week i will upload the pictures on instagram and also on the facebook page and also on twitter so if you want to review them or anything yeah i'm usually putting these vocabulary words on picture in picture format as well on instagram twitter and on my facebook page but also they're in the show notes so you can just copy them from the show notes if that's your style Okay, so that's our vocabulary words of the week. And I said I will keep giving you song recommendation of the week, right? Um, I am still really studying the song Bongwana. And I'm thinking of creating a cover of that song. It's quite really difficult because, like I said, it sounds like a pansori to me. But it 
it's not very punzony because the techniques that were being employed here is not as difficult as the usual pansori. So I think even people who just have basic knowledge of pansori can pull it off, but it might not be as good. I mean, if you know pansori, then probably you can do a really good cover of this. But if you don't know, maybe you can still make a cover of it, but not as good as when you know when you actually know pansori. I haven't tried singing pansori before. I, I really like that genre. But yeah, this is something I have to try. If I ever if I ever what? If I ever make a cover of this song, um maybe I'll update you in the future. Anyway, it's on my YouTube channel. If you also want to check out my YouTube channel, by the way, I'll just um I'll share my YouTube channel on the show notes as well. You can check it out. If you want, if you don't want, that's fine. We're here for K drama and Korean language. So that's that's her main deal, not my YouTube channel. Okay. Um, I also wanted to share some study tips because, well, this is a, a language learning podcast, right? So uh, aside from just giving you vocabulary words, I decided, oh, we should give study tips, right? Uh, last time I said, don't study romanization, but just head on and learn Hangul learn the Korean alphabet right away because that's really important and well since we're already talking about song recommendations I'd like to say that um, it's so good to learn the Korean language by learning to sing songs or by singing along with some Korean songs that you like so for me that helped me a lot in terms of my reading speed because, you know, I would watch lyric videos on YouTube in the original Korean text, okay? Because there's a lot of um, Korean song videos on YouTube that are using what they call easy lyrics. But easy lyrics are actually romanizations. And we don't want that. I mean, for those people who are not interested in learning the Korean language, that's okay. Because they just want to learn the song, so they use easy lyrics but for those of you who are really into learning korean the korean language then don't go with the easy lyrics but look for music videos or lyric videos that has the korean lyrics and then perhaps try to sing along with it so that for me that helped me a lot in terms of my reading speed but yeah so uh, i suggest you try that at least if you can already read and write hangul okay but if if you still don't know you should really do that as soon as possible okay learn hangul and then do the sing along or karaoke style okay so that's my study tip for the week or our cool tip yeah i forgot i actually said cool tip in the f- like first first was that the first episode and then i didn't give you any cool tips recently so i decided that from this episode forward we'll have cool tips cool tips <laughs> that sound of weird cool tips every week just study tips okay all right so before we end as usual i'd like to part you with some k drama words of wisdom before we end the episode and for this week's k drama words of wisdom 
it's not from Mr. Queen because I didn't take a lot of notes in the past eight episodes of Mr. Queen. So I, I don't have those words of wisdom from Mr. Queen. But I have this from True Beauty. Okay. So this is our K-drama words of wisdom of the week. Let me say it in Korean first. 기회라는 건 갑자기 내리는 소나기처럼 찾아와서 준비된 사람만이 곧 잡을 수 있다. Again, 기회라는 건 갑자기 내리는 소나기처럼 찾아와서 준비된 사람만이 곧 잡을 수 있다. So opportunities come without a warning and you must be prepared to take advantage of it. Yeah, so that's our K-drama words of wisdom of the week. Do I need to explain it? Okay, so I'll just give my few thoughts about this. So, you know, opportunities, luck, these things happen outside our control. But then when opportunities come knocking at your door, you should be ready to open your door for it. But then if, if you open the door and opportuni- the opportunity has already left, I say don't just stay still and, oh, opportunity left me come running i mean the opportunity might just be around your house or somewhere or in your neighborhood so if you have energy to look for it then look for it and grab it just my own idea but yeah yeah just wanted to say that opportunities just come and go all of a sudden without letting us know ahead of time before they come so it's always good to prepare so there's this um idea that Uh, luck equals opportunity plus preparation because we all need luck right so the formula for luck is opportunity and preparation so when opportunity meets preparation then you are in luck so yeah so that's that's just it and again thank you very much for listening to this podcast you've been so awesome you're so sweet um Yeah, I suggest that you watch the K-dramas that we are watching and discussing so that we will be on the same page. And next week, I I think next week we will be talking about True Beauty. So True Beauty, we've also seen about eight episodes now. So yeah, it's halfway. So that we'll be having our first take on True Beauty next week. Okay, so that would be it for today. Um, yeah, I guess, yeah, that's, that's all for this week. 감사합니다. 안녕히 계세요. Bye-bye. Happy studying and happy watching.